Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, everyone. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I decided today that Thursdays are my depressed day of the week. You know, I wonder what would happen if we recorded the podcast on like a Saturday or a Friday even every week. I wonder whether I would be 10 times peppier. I feel like Thursdays are my like, oh, it's Thursday day. Can't relate because Thursday's my Friday. Thursday's also Survivor Day. And true. Thursday's the best day of the week for me. Doesn't it just, oh, I just I get to Thursday every week and I'm just thinking to myself, great, another week has passed. I've achieved nothing with my life. Um, no, yeah. but I have the benefit of being pretty, um, I wouldn't say that I've got like, amazing mental health like in that I'm like healthy um but I'm I'm almost a bit vapid with my thoughts so I don't get to that level very often oh jealous I do it weekly <laughs> like when you look in my brain it's just like that tippy bird off the Simpsons just like boop. it's drinking yeah. the water <laughs> yeah legit I did have um someone posted on Facebook today about that languishing, you know, how everyone's talking about languishing where yes. you're, you're not depressed, but you're not well. Flux. I have, yeah, I had that for like deep in lockdown when I was crying, you know, all the time and cancel my wedding and whatnot, but I'm out of that now. And now that I'm out of it, I feel really good that I'm not in it. And so I, I was actually thinking today, like, oh, it's nice to feel, it's nice to feel. Cause I think I was just numb for so long. Like I was numb verging on sadness and now I'm like, you know, normal verging on happiness well that's great to hear how was your week um fine shithouse weather which I'm thrilled about because uh tomorrow's my wedding day and it's a 90% chance of rain and 19 degrees couldn't be worse muggy but torrential rain yeah frips out but sweating flat hair but shiny face yeah yeah, no, that's a very good point. Also, I forgot to say congratulations to everyone who participated in Elisa's wedding day fun run slash walk 10 or 21 kilometers over the weekend. Yeah. Thank you I, for braving the rain in solidarity of Lisa. That's the thing because it's the whole East Coast too. It's not like we can be like, oh, Melbourne, like severe weather warning everywhere. Also, obviously we're recording this before the weekend and I'm shitting myself for tomorrow, but it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, we're both just going to get drenched. I think that you and I will be the only ones who participate in the 21 or 10 kilometer extravaganza because everyone else is going to be hermits all weekend. And I think actually Brenton and Abby will join me for my second lap. Oh, that's so lovely. Can you get them to film you like crossing the finish line, please, so that we've got that for the pod? I don't know if I can go like on a public space because I imagine there'll be so much blood coming from my feet that it won't be able to be published. (laughs) May contain sensitive imagery. (laughs) Everyone thinks it's one of those Peter vid- videos, but it's just my little chicken drumette feet. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, I've actually I've had a really nice week and like the the generosity of my friends have already started like piling in today. I've had Provador vouchers, thanks Alex and Liv, and like flowers and alcohol drops and cupcakes and like it's lovely. It's so nice to feel loved by your friends. So, yeah, I f- I'm really happy. Everyone I've, else is having a shit time, but I'm thriving. I've been Lisa's personal EA for the last 24 hours as everyone messages me being like, hey, Alex, um, I was just wondering, um, do you think that Lisa would like this? And also, what's her address? <laughs> 
That's the best. I'm trying to think who would do that but, like, doesn't have my address. I'm like, if you don't have my address, why are you coming to my wedding, you know? Anyway, I won't stress about it. I'll just appreciate it. <laughs> well, that person's going to hear on the podcast and uh, you're still invited. Don't worry. <laughs> but but taking note. <laughs> <laughs> I will never kiss and tell. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, let's move into the pod, shall we? Enough about me. Enough about you. More about Glossier. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I love you so much, but when you do that, I could just shake you. <laughs> Don't shake the baby, Lisa. Uh, that's the tea on that. This week, we were blindsided by a launch from Glossier for their very first eyeshadow palettes, and they are monochrome trios speak for yourself bitch i wasn't blindsided because we saw them used in award season we saw little peaks of them laid out on on the like getting ready stations i wouldn't call it a blindside you know there was an alliance happening i missed the memo i was blindsided sorry okay okay. sorry you were blindsided anyway we saw a little teaser but now it's confirmed trio eyeshadows yep and there are 12 colors i believe like 12 sets of 12 palettes <laughs> in a variety of gorgeous shades ranging from browns through to like vibrant yellows there's some soft pinks there's some like taupey colors berry tones really there's the whole spectrum and they are all refillable which is good to know uh they apparently have a silky formula which can be applied with fingers or you can use a brush uh, and each of the palettes has a like matte shade and then a more uh, – I've lost like the language on how to speak about eyeshadows. Matte shade. Satin? Is it called shimmer? satin? Yeah, a satin and a shimmer. Okay. I've been thinking about tiles all day for the bathroom and like I've like lost I'm, – I'm thinking yeah. trade terms, not makeup terms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A listener did say to us, because the compact is a square, right? So you could mm-hmm. fit four, four eyeshadows in there with ease. But instead they've got like one and then another one directly under it and then one on the right of that sitting in between the two. And they were like, but why? Why not do a quad? And I actually feel like the trio, maybe maybe don't put it in that component. It's a little like visually confusing. Mm. But I like a trio. Sometimes I feel like when you have four, it's like – you instantly lose like the color story and like you confuse the consumer. It's like people, a lot of people who've sort of like learnt how to apply makeup have learnt like light over here, this through the crease, shimmer on the lid, whatever. Like my sister mm. has to pull out a palette when I buy it for her and she goes, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. Mm. And a lot of people shop that way. And so a lot of people love buying trios. And as soon as you throw in an extra one, they literally get thrown off because then you have like, oh, this for day and this for night or, like, this yeah. for warm and this for cool. And it's just like, no, it's too much, like, cognitively. So I like the trio as someone that gets cognitively overwhelmed by choice. Yeah. I also appreciate that in every single one of the trios, the uh, matte colour is a deeper tone than the shimmer shade. So the yeah. shimmer is, like, very clearly strategically intended to be placed as, like, a highlight across a full eye of the matte colour. Does that make sense? Like, like the shimmer's going on the lid and the matte the, the mat is like to contour and deepen. 
Exactly. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I meant. Thank you for describing my words. Um, also, where I saw it, you know how I'm saying everyone saw it, Naomi Osaka got her makeup done and we saw behind the scenes of her getting her makeup done with your eyeshadows. That's where I saw it. Yeah. I also like that the the um, actual eyeshadow, so they're refillable in that all three eyeshadows come in a component that you can buy to refill your palette. It's not like each individual pan can be replaced if that makes sense um and I like that the whole component with the eyeshadows on it looks like it clicks out and then can be clicked back in because it is very annoying trying to like de-pan single eyeshadows and so this is kind of very much more consumer friendly oh okay I understand what you mean yes they are going to be retailing for 22 US dollars so around a 30 dollar eyeshadow palette for three shadows is not bad at all no Speaking of hashtag trendy and hashtag eyeshadow palettes, Jaclyn Hill and Morphe have released a collaboration, Divine Neutrals. Mm. I always get shocked every time Jaclyn Hill does a collaboration with Morphe because I always think that they're over and then I'm like, oh, they're still working together. Morphe owns her brand. I know, but like I just, I don't know, it shocks me every time. Anyway, um, this actually looks really nice. It's not like a ginormo 35 pan big black ugly thing or like cardboard whatever she does it's like a 12 pan I think yeah warm autumnal colored eyeshadow very like approachable for like everyone that's not so massive and it actually looks pretty decent and generally speaking the Jaclyn Hill formula within Morphe is far superior to mm. their original eyeshadows which I actually hate like if you're gonna have a brand like have all the things be consistent. It's like with Morphe how some of their brushes are great and some of them just fall out the first use. Yes, I completely agree. So So rogue. It's six matte shadows and then six shimmer shadows Mm -hmm. and it retails for $18, which is extraordinarily well-priced. That's cheaper Mm -hmm. than the Glossier 3 shadow palette. Um, Well, it's Morphe. You'd expect it would be, but yeah. That's it. And she said the reason that she has created this with Morphe, which I was interested in, was the fact that she said that she just couldn't produce the palette in that price range with her own brand. So that's why she went back to Morphe for this collaboration. Interesting. Which is interesting because Morphe owns her brand, so why couldn't she do it? I think they own a stake in the brand from like a business level, but I don't think like functionally they're producing from the same factories and things like that by the sounds of things. But then why doesn't she use their factory? Well, I don't know. Imagine she could. But then I guess if she's making something that's new and she's got to, like, source the factory, that's going to take, like, a lot of money to, like, figure it out and run all of the, like, trials and whatnot. And then that costs money and that adds price to the retailing where they've probably just, like, got things sitting there. She's like, boom, 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 done. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a brown autumnal neutral palette, eyeshadow palette. <laughs> and I think that we're going to see lots more of them coming for all the brands that have been able to roll things out for autumn. And it's nothing revolutionary. It's nothing to write home about, I would say. Yeah. Now tell me about this big beauty news because there was little teasers happening and I kept DMing you and you were like, yes, Lisa, I get it. And I was like, oh, explain it to me. I don't understand. (laughs) Anyway, it's finally been announced and now you can really explain to me the whole fabulosity of Emma Lewisham. So this week – You've probably seen it because everyone is talking about what Emma Lewisham has done. You've probably heard of carbon neutral before. It's basically when a business is offsetting the amount of carbon that they're producing in the 
production of their product or services or whatever it might be. Emma Lewisham this week has announced the fact that they are one of the first, they are the first beauty brand in the world to become carbon positive. So they are offsetting less carbon. (laughs) Wait. They're (laughs) offsetting more carbon. Yes, thank you, than they produce. That is it. So apparently through over a 1,000 hours of work, the Emma Lewisham team have ensured that every product is designed for 100% circularity. So it's a huge step forward for sustainable beauty and sustainable products in general. And what they have done is basically share how they have done it with every other beauty brand in the world because they want every brand to be able to do that. That's so generous. They've done all the hard yards Yep, all of the time in the research and it's genuinely for the good of, oh, my God, I literally had like a subtle tearing feeling in my eye. (laughs) Yeah, so Emma herself explained that this was a heartfelt decision and she said to make the change and to have the impact that we need as an industry, we need scale. We're only one brand. The more brands who do it, the more chance we have a positive impact and change the world, she said. So, yeah, they have said it took them over 12 months with a world-leading carbon certification agency to measure the carbon emissions of every decision that they make across each stage of their product life cycle, which includes uh, growing, shipping, and packaging, and the end of life of her products as well. Um, She said that process allows for us to understand what all of our products and the amount of carbon and the amount of carbon emitted to create them. It offered us insights and empowered us with the information to reduce the carbon emitted. I can't imagine how much you would have to do to offset. Seriously, they've said they had to understand they have over 150 ingredients in their products and they had to understand where every single one of those ingredients came from, what their suppliers were, who their wholesalers were. Um, And one of the decisions that they provided as an example was that one of their largest markets obviously is Australia and they said they've been air freighting from New Zealand because they had their warehouses in New Zealand. So as soon as they realised how much carbon they were emitting from air travel, they realised that they needed to set up an actual warehouse in Sydney. So now they have a warehouse in Sydney. Wow. Yep. Uh, She said the reason for sharing the IP for free was that they don't feel threatened in doing so. They feel that, if anything, it's raising awareness for the importance of refillable products and circularity. Um, So there you go. That's so epic. That's great. It's truly phenomenal. It's like the biggest step forward for beauty and some of the biggest like industry names and influencers and icons and like actual people with power are getting behind it. And I think it's been a like phenomenally successful PR campaign as well. So kudos to their team for getting it out there. Yeah, that's so cool. Other things that I have been seeing in my news all this week and we would have it, but Australia Post is a bit snoozy, is the Laneige Serum. Yes, the new Laneige Perfect Renew Youth Serum. It's a 40 mil. Sorry, can I just say I already feel bad about saying Australia Post was snoozy. They're probably, they probably haven't slept for days. I'm so sorry, Australia Post. They're just very busy. They're so busy. Apparently they're going to stop picking up parcels again. Did you tell me this or was this someone else? No, it's, yeah, it's like maybe I did, but it's in the news. Yeah. Could they not? I'm nervous. Yes. Anyway, Um, So if our stickers are a little bit slow in getting to you in the mail, we probably haven't posted them yet, but also it's Australia Post. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And if you like, ask us where they are like they're not going tracked and so if they haven't arrived in two months we'll call it lost in transit okay and we'll send you another if that happens Mm, 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 maybe Mm. we'll make you work for it though 
Yeah. Anyway, Laneige have launched a new essence. They're calling it a youth serum. But, but yes. Then they, but, then, but then it's an essence. I'm confused by this. If only we had the texture to try. I know. If only we knew the science behind it. Anyway, it's an oil-based essence. It says the oil has been broken down into smaller particles with a thousand times the atmospheric pressure for a refreshing and increased rate of absorption into the skin. I'm not science, but that sounds like NASA. Is that like when they use atmospheric pressure to press juice so that you lose less nutrients? Like, is that the vibe that they're going for? Why are we calling it atmospheric pressure? Is it not just pressure? Like, is every pressure in the atmosphere not atmospheric? Isn't atmospheric pressure like a, like, like a, like a metric, like a measurement? Like, that's a thing? Is quantified? it? Great. It could be. I don't know. You s- no. I don't know. No, so, because there's like air pressure, atmospheric pressure, blood pressure. <laughs> so it's like talking about like atmospheric pressure. Is Does atmospheric pressure relate to gravity in any way? You are asking the wrong person. Good. Glad that I'm we're divulging all of our gaps in our knowledge publicly. Paired with a firming 90% pure tripeptide, and it has an anti-aging protein, pro-collagen, the mother of collagen, which improves skin's firmness, firmness and elasticity to reduce the visible signs of aging. It has a four times stronger antioxidant bomb superberry complex. Wow. It, so it's an antioxidant serum. Yes, it claims to be an extraordinarily good antioxidant serum, but it's an, it's an antioxidant serum oil essence. <laughs> I was about to say, wow. The thing with that that I can appreciate is that if you already have a very full routine, you can just pick the step that you kind of think that you don't have and and, and include it in that. The thing that I don't appreciate is that I'm very confused. (laughs) Ditto. Uh, It's available at both Sephora and Adore Beauty. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's all we know. We should have a product trial coming for it soon, I believe. As soon as we get it, we'll try and get that up soon so that we can be topical and cool, you know? Yeah, that would be so topical and cool of us. Mm. Next up, speaking of not being topical or cool, I don't know if we talked about this or if I slept on it, but did you see that Moddy Body released adaptive period undies about six weeks ago? What does adaptive mean? They're designed for people of all abilities or people with additional needs so that they can, they've got like Velcro or, yeah, Velcro or like button sides on them so that you can remove them without sliding them on and off your legs like a normal pair of underwear. Incredible. So effing good. And also a really nice pivot because what they probably made them for was period undies. And what they probably quickly learnt was that people with continence issues were using it. And what they probably also learnt was is that people with continence issues maybe have additional needs due to neurological or physical or whatever impairments and disabilities. And like one, yes, great to be inclusive, but also two, great to pivot to the subcategory of the people that are using your product anyway. That's just it, isn't it? Because they could have sat on their laurels and gone, awesome, we've broadened our market into a, a place where we didn't expect it to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's great to see that they've leaned into it. And they've also championed it by promoting people with, you know, more diverse bodies on their Instagram account as well and on their website. And wow, way to show representation of all kinds of bodies. And it makes me very happy that they're not not, not just normalizing periods 
this sounds like an ad. <laughs> they're not just normalizing theories, but they're normalizing bodies too. Well, the thing is they already were really size inclusive from the get-go. Yes. And now they're inclusive for all types of bodies and we like to see it. We love to see it. It's very Inclu- refreshing. Yeah, inclusive from the get-go and learning and evolving as they go. What a delight. I know. And speaking of delights, the final delight that I have to share with you is that today, if you are listening to this podcast on the day of launch, the 4th of October, the Net-A-Porter Advent Calendar is launching. It has 17 full-size products in it. Holy fuck. 17 and it's $420 thereabouts because that's what they usually charge for it. I don't want to say what I'm about to say because I think it's very clear that I live in a world with my pricing of things is odd. But $420 for an advent calendar with 17 full-size luxury beauty items feels okay to me. It's extraordinarily affordable. If you earn a memento for the quick maths, 420 divided by... Okay, assume that every full-size product costs $25, which they won't. Some will cost... There's Barbara Sturm in this net box. Some of these full-size products will cost upwards of, I imagine, $150, $200. Imagine if they all cost $25. That would be $425 for those full-size products alone. And then there's another 25 minus 17 is 8 products remaining i wow literally had a seizure while you did that (laughs) well you talked about atmospheric pressure for like five minutes and i had a seizure then so now we're yeah but while you were doing the maths i was still doing (laughs) 25 divided by 10 why were you dividing it by 10 because then i was gonna do something with a three (laughs) to make i was gonna i was doing 30 i was doing 30 but navin calendar has 24 or 25 and anyway i fucked up um, classic me. Now our audience have all had a seizure. <laughs> wow. It, this is another thing like that. Mm. One, my maths is bad. Um, mm. Two, my issue is often with like different uh, like units being combined. Like when I'm running and like meters and kilometers are in like decimals you know they're like out of 10 yeah but then time is out of 60 I cannot figure that out but like they need to be on the same playing field or else it's like no nah can't literally confused thinking about it can we please move on one of the things I'm sure I've said this to you before but like Mm. etched into my memory and like the thing that we talked about at my dad's 60th birthday was the fact that you used to traumatize Eliza and I by saying if we're driving 100 kilometers an hour and there is 420 kilometers until we reach somewhere, how long is it going to take us to get there? And I Wait. used to sit in the back of the car and like have a panic attack about this question every time. I used to just make up numbers and he would try and explain it to me. Oh, the trauma. Every he, car ride. Did he use the same numbers every time? No, no, because we'd be driving along and we'd go past another sign and we'd be like, so Alex and Eliza, if we are now 260 kilometres away from our destination and we're going to be 100 kilometres an hour, how long will it take us? And what time will we get there? Yes. No, we can't do that. We can't do that because not only does that involve the conversion of like that's in 60 minutes and that's in 100, but then you also have to take that like hours and minutes and add that to the actual time, which involves reading a clock. Nope, 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 nope. No, that's it for beauty news this week. (laughs) Also it for mathematical news. I'm so sorry. We know you wanted more of that. 
hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. These products are so good. What's the deal? What is your beauty fave this week? My beauty fave this week is the Tatcha Indigo Overnight Repair Serum <gasps> Serum and Cream. Serum and Creme. Elizabeth makeup artist got you good. She skinfluenced me literally instantly. I, I read a lot of reviews about this before I bought it. And a lot of people were like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's basically just silicon. And I was like, fuck the haters i'm gonna buy it anyway because elizabeth told me to this product is divine (laughs) i think it's this i don't want to be a touch of woo woo girl but i am a touch of woo woo girl my skin redness my redness on my cheeks i'm not waking up with redness and it's really strange for me because i'm like mildly rosacea at all times and just like sleeping on a pillow my face is like whoa this is too firm and every morning i'm waking up and looking at myself in the mirror and being like wow you look so pale and like porcelain at the moment Mm. and it's because i don't have any redness and it's this i'm sure it's this it's lovely i don't know how to describe the texture but i did try for one night i was too scared to do it more than once so far I tried it without using any other serums or anything else underneath it. I thought if it is a serum and cream, so be it. Prove it to me, Toucher. And I didn't wake up as a stone the next day. That's oh, okay. really I'm nice. I'm stressed by that. That sounds wild. But okay. Anyway, I also love the tiny gold spoon that come with all of the Toucher products, and I know that this is just frivolous. But it's mm. some, there's something so, so special about scooping a tiny bit of product out and then, like, wiping it on your face. <laughs> Mm. I'm demonstrating it right now. The thing with the spoons is I don't massively get how they're that hygienic in the way that you're using it. Because if you're scooping the product out of the thing and then putting it on your face, like you ain't going and like washing or disinfecting that the next time you use it. So like you've just put your face in the pot. I assumed it was more so so that like people don't get the cream under their fingernails, which I think a lot of people don't enjoy. I'm not sure oh. that it's so much for, for that. But also I put the spoon in my mouth. Yeah. Um, so it's not hygienic. <laughs> that I can understand. If you've got fake nails. Mm. Yeah, that's that I can okay, fine. Imagine having to use a tiny metal spoon because your nails are so impractical that you can't get through life. I can't relate. Netball nails forever. I also can't relate, but I have heard of it being a relatable yes. issue. Oh, absolutely. Even sometimes when you have, um, like, when they do the thick SNS, and it's not even like they're long at all, but it's like you have no traction with the ends of your fingernails. Yeah, it's cumbersome. 
I hate it. I hate it so much. What's your beauty fave this week? Big 360, massive 360. It's like, hate it. It was absolute trauma. And now I've come around. I love it. It's the Patchology Best Foot Forward, whatever, foot and heel mask. Now, let me tell you, this literally affected my mental health and (laughs) self-esteem. It was a lot. I mentioned it as an anti-fave last week because I like I couldn't get through it. For a, so it's a it's a foot mask. You put it in, you you wrap your feet up, and and it like acids the shit out of your feet. It's well, essentially like, milky foot, right? Yeah, there's lots of versions of it on the market. You can get things like this at Chemist Warehouse, whatever. The only thing I will warn you is, do it now. Do it before Freedom Day. Like never. I don't understand how anyone could ever do this not in isolation ever never do this if you're not with like a long-term partner or absolutely alone and happy with it (laughs) I wasn't exercising because I was fearful of my feet shedding yeah I was not sleeping well because I was thinking of the friction of my feet against the sheets producing dead skin in my bed I couldn't enjoy my house because when I looked at any carpeted (laughs) surface I had shed chunks of skin visibly on the dark carpet it was horrendous. Like Brenton genuinely couldn't look at me. I hated myself. I had to wear socks at all times. It was fucked. The first three to five days, no results. Then I had some like peeling, but it all started on the top of my foot, like a sunburn peel, like little bits. And I was like, I don't really need the top of my feet to peel. I just wanted the calluses gone. And then for about a week, I had small peeling of the top of my feet and like big flaps of skin coming off the bottom, but it was never getting through the stuff that I wanted to soften. My heels were still cracked, but they were shedding big chunks off. And I had big calluses that they weren't moving. And Mm. the the thing is that the big sheds of skin, they just kind of stay on your feet. And you're not really supposed to like rip them off, but all I wanted to do is, I know you talked about your issue with how you love to pick off tubing mascara and pick off your mascara. Mm. I couldn't, I like, I had to pull off the skin and then it was like once you start, then it peels up more. It's like a sunburn and then it's like you can't stop and and never reached a point where they looked good enough. And it was literally turning me nuts. I <sighs> couldn't handle it. It was it was a lot. But it's come to the point now where all of the skin is shed off and they are genuinely really soft. And it did actually address to some degree my chronic cracked heels and like kind of calluses. Like they're less now. I feel like now okay. I can go in and like kind of just like buff them down a little bit but holy shit I'm not kidding you you have to really love yourself to do it because you will feel disgusting can I ask how much it was are they around like 35 dollars I bought mine ages ago and it's been sitting in the cupboard because I've been too scared to use it um so I'm gonna say it was like maybe 20 I've just googled it and it is 28 dollars 28. Okay. Well, I yeah. know that you can buy literally like the Milky Foot brand for like probably less at Chemist Warehouse. And I remember the Milky Foot being surprisingly expensive when I've done it in the past. So I think they're probably around the same price. Yeah. And um, Shoal, the foot care brand, they do one because I was looking at all of those when I was in the mm. foot care aisle at Chemist Warehouse because I went and panic bought a bunch of things. I bought heel balm. I bought like this oh, buffer yeah. thing. I was buying things to like help get the skin off. And in this time that I did the foot peel, I also good jeans and the Paula's Choice AHA serum on my feet like four times because I was just like now the skin is dead it needs to come off like I just I couldn't get it off fast enough I was fully losing my absolute mind but now I could rub a foot against you in bed and you wouldn't be disgusted by me which like probably couldn't say that for the last five years with me on my feet 
Do you know what I love that past Lisa is saying this by the time Monday rolls around and you've just run 21.1 kilometers and like I imagine the raw and nubs. Yeah. yeah. They're and, gone. And the thing is I like took off all of the weird blistery skin. So I've taken away all of the protection. The protection, exactly. I, I actually don't know if I'll ever do this again. I'm sort of having this as a beauty fave, but it's not like a strong recommend because I mm. don't know why it affected me mentally so much, but I felt disgusting. It's like when you have dirty hair and you just feel absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I had dirty feet and I couldn't overcome it. Do you think, wild suggestion here, do you think I could use it on my snake legs and it would help? Or do you like, cause I think about these milky foot things and it makes me scared that like, why doesn't the skin just disintegrate to the bone? You know, like why isn't it an acid that like will eat through my muscle and like all my layers of my dermis and my epidermis? Like, I just want to understand how that works to so, to such an effective level, but also doesn't go too far. Yeah. Well, because they've, they've picked, they've obviously picked something that they can sell on the shelf, right? But this is what I don't understand, and this is where you know when you have those like evil thoughts, and you're like, "Don't do that," because I thought to myself, <laughs> "I want to put this on my face." I don't, <laughs> don't want to put it on my face, but I just thought, like, what would happen if I put this on my face? How can they sell this on the market? Because I'm certain that the percentage in this, like, you can't have more than ten percent AHA on the um, Australian market, or two percent BHA. What's in that? Maybe it's not AHAs or BHAs. Maybe it's a different type of acid. But, like, how is this sold on the market? And is it only legally sold if it says foot? Yeah. I need to know. I need to know now because I want to use it on my legs. But, like, uh, imagine the disaster if I end up with, like, third-degree burns on my legs from using an acid that was meant to be used on my foot. The thing is, because I did up to my ankles – I don't think it would be the thing to do for your legs. Like I think you'd be better off just like using a bougie toner like all of your legs because I think that would be like what if I use drunk elephant baby facial on my under eye? Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, your face skin's like a lot thicker than your under eye skin. Mm. So like, yeah, it's a great product, but like don't put it there. I think your foot skin is thicker and more callous and that's why it can work on that whereas your leg skin is like dry but thin and so I feel like you wouldn't get the same amount of shed. You'd probably Mm. get softness but you probably wouldn't get hydration from it you know Mm. and I will say my feet felt for the first days before they were shedding they felt so dehydrated wasn't like they felt dry because they're always dry they felt really tight gross gross yeah but now they are like almost looking like a normal person's foot wow yeah there's just like Two corns, a bunion, and a callus on each big toe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hairnet. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. On that note, what's your non-beauty fave this week? I have two. Great. They're both podcasts. Oh, how unusual for you. The first one is the David Chang podcast, and it's a specific episode with Josh Nyland, who is an Australian chef. He's from Sydney. He does fish. You might have heard me talk slightly excessively about my fish weight. Yes. He owns the restaurant that does the fish weight. Ah. Basically, he uses all of the fish that is essentially thrown out. He talks in the podcast about how the yield from fish is normally like 45 to 50%. And his yield from fish is like 95%. Wow. And he's making minces out of part of the fish that we don't normally use. And he's using offal and putting that into 
pâtés. Basically, he treats the whole fish like you would treat a whole animal and he sees a big meaty fish, I don't know, fish types, and like he sees that like it's a pork on a spit and he has a restaurant, a butchery, and he now has a like a charcoal fish shop in Sydney and so you can go and get fish on the spit and you can get these really bougie, like beautiful, like $25 like fish sandwiches and just the way he talked about seeing the whole fish and like sustainability and like it was just a very interesting thing to listen to. Okay. Wild. Um, If you're into like sustainability and fish and like I'm not super into fish and like food and yeah. The food processing and stuff is very interesting. I also, I went on the Instagram, on his Instagram afterwards and was like, I need to go to Sydney and I need to have fish and chips and, like, fish in, like, every different way. God, it yeah. looks so good. Yum. And then the other podcast is the uh, reality series on the Ringer Network and it's the Survivor podcast. Tyson uh. is the host and... I love Tyson. I've loved him from his original season, Token Teens, and he's now been on like four times. I've watched a lot of Survivor content, like behind the scenes, like YouTube videos, all of that stuff. I reckon I got more tidbits about like life on Survivor in this one episode than I've had from any of those. Him being like, oh, like Jeff would have seen that bag drop and in that moment Jeff would have had to decide whether that was considered breaking the rule or not breaking the rule and so Okay. Interesting. And, he, and they were talking about, for example, when they do a challenge where you have to hold your arm above your head, how they adjust the weight mm. for the person. But he's like, but what they don't think about is the fact that, like, for the big musclier men, yes, they're holding a heavier basket, but the heavier basket also hurts your hands more than the small people who still mm. have the same hand skin but have a lighter bucket. Yeah. And also you don't think about the fact that those heavier people with the heavier bucket also have a heavier arm and it's just like so fascinating truly and um it was it was an hour and 50 minutes and that was all I could ever ask for I think they won't be that long in the future because it was a two hour episode of Survivor in the first place yep you know they had to talk about the cast and whatnot but like loved it I am really sad because I'm not watching Survivor tonight um but I wanted to use the podcast as my marathon half marathon run because it's just like long and you're not like I won't even notice that it's over you know yeah genius strong recommendations by you this week three of them in a row wow what's your non-beauty fave mine is a tv show I watched clickbait Mm -hmm. this week it's on Netflix and I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it I think I saw on someone's Instagram account them being like oh it's a bit scary and like I'm not really into scary things um whoever said that you're a pussy um if you have watched like Mare of Town or any episode of Criminal Minds, it's like good crime and I'm not giving anything away, but it keeps you guessing right up until the end, which I really appreciate. It's only eight episodes, so mm-hmm. I've devoured it in about two days and it really sucks you in very quickly. And the cast is really good. It's got Adrian Grenier in it. That, <gasps> that hot daddy. Guy. Yeah. And he is a daddy in the show. Yeah. And, oh, I can't give, I literally can't give anything away, but it's really good. It's like, take my favorite TV show ever as being Catfish and turn it into a crime series called Clickbait with Adrian Grenier. And I love it. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like if 
entourage. Met catfish. Met catfish. But yeah. like make it Sherlock. Yes, that's exactly what it was like. Oh, yeah. We lo- in this household, we love all three of those shows. We are That is our new wedding weekend. We are sorted. Perfect. Well, you enjoy it because I thoroughly loved it and I'm going to watch Squid Games next because that's what everyone's talking about. Yes, Squid Games. Uh, uh, okay, so I haven't heard any synopsis about it except that everyone keeps saying it's good. And in my head, what I've created from, I think, just the word squid and games is that it's one of those wacky Asian game shows where they, like, have things, like, thrown at them and it's wild and everyone gets hurt. It's not that, is it? I think you're relatively on the money. I watched the first five minutes of, like, the first episode because I was going to start it. Then Adrian was like, I want to watch it. So we didn't watch it. Yep. Um, it starts by saying, like, that when your kids they were playing a game and they called it the squid game and the reason was he had to do x y and z so yeah and then i think it gets turned into a tv show thing so yes i think you're kind of on the money i've heard it's black mirror-esque and i'm very into black mirror so i'm looking forward to it okay oh interesting but it's not an actual game show okay got it have you seen black mirror by the way um many many moons ago and um there's like three seasons yeah, I know. I watched like the first season, I reckon, and I could tolerate one season. And then there was the one with the the weird, like they're all in like a computer generated thing, and that really like freaked me out. And mm-hmm. and the the pig fucking, I don't know. I think it's one of those things that I find it too hard to watch. And while I enjoy it, it's like I don't. I'm uncomfortable watching it. I don't come out of it being like, God, that was good. You might enjoy the most recent season more. You should watch the episode with Miley Cyrus. That was very good. Yeah. yeah. I think with Black Mirror, you're right. There's, It's like um, American Horror Sto- Story for me as well. There's like some seasons, like The Witches and maybe the first one that I loved and then there's other ones that I'm like, I can't watch that. Yeah. Black Mirror, if anyone hasn't watched it, I definitely recommend that you do. It can just be a little bit confronting at times because it makes you forget. It's so well done that it makes you forget what reality is and then you think about this complete like alternate universe where something – because they're all people and all of the concepts of every um, episode, which is like a different storyline, are so plausible that they these things could happen in our life and society and mm. and it just makes you think like how lucky we are that we got the life that we got but also how cooked things could be if we didn't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the only way I can think to describe it is like George Orwell meets Truman Show you know when you come out of like finishing reading that book or watching that where you're just like is this real life and you just like analyze everything sometimes yes. I don't I don't want to feel like that but sometimes it's cool yeah anyway that's a wow we went on a tangent about tv shows too this is a bit of a chaotic episode wow just took it to my veins okay what's your snack this week my snack this week is red leicester red leicester cheese, cheese. and you will do i'll give you the context of why i like it firstly I think we're all shocked that your snack isn't daikon first of all it will be once i start eating my pickles and yours will be soon once you get some pickles from me to be honest my pickle daikon was fucking awesome so soft faith no red leicester just a cheese that i've honestly never bought before Mm. ever and i made a couple of weeks ago a like a casserole style dish and so i made like penne or rigatoni i can't remember and 
did like two cans of Serena tuna, of course, mm. and then creme fraiche. And then in a pan, I cooked up leeks, asparagus, broccoli stalks, sugar snap peas, all really small, all really yummy and fragrant and buttery. And then I shoved all of that in a bowl, mixed it up, put it in a tray. And then on the top, here's where the red Lester comes in, grated that on top. So it's like weirdly, really high vegetable, nutrient rich, but then also like really Moorish and like fatty and creamy and carby and dirty. It's like a really nice half healthy, half dirty meal. Yeah. The red Lester is so weird because it sets all like orangey and yummy and it kind of got that nice like funkiness to a cheese but then also sort of tastes like the outside of like a twisty. It's yeah. just so good. And yeah. it's also great like on bread with heaps of butter. Yeah, yum. I love a red, red Lester cheese. I love anything that like resembles a cheddar in some way. Yeah. Yum. yum. Delightful. What's your snack of the week? My snack this week is the Liberate Crumpets. <gasps> yes. They're the best things ever. What have you been putting on them? Literally everything, but the best way to eat them is I cook them quite a lot so that they're to. very toasted because I want them to be crispy because they, they come out of the packet almost wet on occasion because I think Coles and Moorworth freeze them and then they like defrost them and put them on the shelf. Anyway, yeah. they are best extraordinarily cooked, so like twice down in the toaster. Agree. With so much butter to fill the holes. <sighs> that it like drips out and it burns you and it's the best. <laughs> Absolutely agree. I'm normally on the blonder side of toasting, but with those mm-hmm. you need to. Otherwise, sometimes it looks perfect and then you bite into it and the middle is cold and uh. there is nothing worse than wasting like a $2 crumpet with a I cold want center. all of those pockets to be full of hot butter and then I will happily put Nutella on top or I'll happily put Vegemite on top. Both mm. delicious options. I've also thought about, and I haven't done it yet, French toasting one with an egg. Oh, yum. I had strawberry jam on mine this morning mm-hmm. with lots of butter, and that was also awesome. Yum. Yeah, I'm going to go eat one for dinner because I said I wasn't going to eat dinner, and now I need to eat dinner, and I'm going to eat a crumpet. <laughs> well, I'm going to go eat an extra serving of my weird lead rest. <laughs> lead rester? Someone put me down. Red Leicester tuna casserole vegetable bake when we finish because yum. Yes, please give me some. I think that's it for this week's podcast. It's absolutely it. Thank you so much for listening. On Wednesday, we will be discussing the Rock Naturals toothpaste. Absolutely, we will. Yes. Thank you for listening. And please, if you haven't already, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Chuck us a follow wherever you listen to us uh, and it will very much help us out. The review is especially important because we're nearing the time of the month that we normally do the cute review post, but we haven't got that many to post. So like, please help us create content by giving us a review. Make it funny so it can be the front of the carousel in the feed. Mm-hmm. Perks. All right. Catch you guys later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.